enjoyed those. But if you turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. Give everybody just a second to turn there. Brandon, you still up by for my grandmother again? Okay. I heard my grandmother fight over a Bible over at the pew. It's not to brand day. First Peter 3. You wait till Dad gets up here. You've had it being mean to his mama. I show him that picture I made of you. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4. says, But let it be hidden, man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Let us have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, uh, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Lord, thank you for another evening uh, for us to come together and worship. And uh, Lord, thank you for your good word. Lord, please fill the sanctuary with your sweet Holy Spirit and you'll lead us, guide us, direct us in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. You know, I uh, always uh, try to pray, obviously, hopefully, that <laughs> every preacher does, pray about what to speak about uh, uh, each uh, each time I get up here, and whether it's Sunday morning or Sunday evening or Wednesday evening, and um, you'd be surprised. Uh, it really shocks me the, uh, uh, that you could literally uh, get sermons off online. That just, that just blows my mind. I mean, I just... As a pastor, that's something I pray about constantly is for the Lord to use me in a mighty way that the, that His that the Lord's Spirit will work through me. And I won't get in the way of that. In fact, it was just the other day, I was over by Science Hills of Church over there, and I read the sign, and I thought, wait a minute. I read this, what the sermon was. I thought, I remember seeing that same exact title and everything online. I remember seeing that because I remember the reason I remember because I was researching something and I, for some reason that that title stuff, I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to embarrass anybody who might be watching it goes to that church or anything but I just uh, that's how I recognized it and I thought that dude ripped it off <laughs> but I just you know but and I try to act like I'm better than any other pastor out there they got to do as the Lord leads them to do but uh but anyway, of course, you know, I do are my morning devotions on uh, social media each morning. And uh, I read this verse. Uh, I don't know if it was, uh, when was it? Uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. For whatever reason, uh, I just kept thinking about the word meekness. And I just kept praying about it. I was like, Lord, is this where you want me to, you know, want me, want me to speak on tonight? And I just really felt like this is where the Lord was leading me in regards to meekness. Now, in this verse in, in particular, uh, you know, it's very interesting how it talks about... Uh, uh, grace, which gives off uh, the beauty, and um, you know, I, I, yeah, I hear a saying here: heart, which is not corruptible, an ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the, in the sight of God a great prize. So, in other words, uh, you know, I was talking about the inwardness, uh, the the meekness, the goodness that Christ gives us. Those, you know, we can, you know, in, in the uh, uh, commentary stuff you read, it talks about uh, those who with. Uh, um, Adorning themselves with gold and and having fancy hair and things like that, but those those things on the outward appearance that will be corruptible, those things that will decay. You know, um, as uh, the older I get, the more I realize, the more our, our bodies do decay. You know, I liked what uh, someone had on Facebook the other day. He said, "You better have fun in your twenties, thirties, and forties, because at age fifty, that's when that check engine light comes on." And uh, so, you know, and uh, you know, you feel that as you get older. But because that is corruptible. And the things of this world, the temporal things of this world is corruptible. 
But it's, it's the wonderful things that God gives us that is incorruptible. And it's one of those things that comes from Jesus Christ that cannot be touched, that no man can touch, that no matter what we go through, nobody can take that away from us. What the, our, our soul and what Jesus Christ has done for us, that cannot be taken away. You know, we, we, I, you know of course, Sunday I, I spent a lot of time in regards to um, uh, the young lady that was uh, captured and tortured over in Syria. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing that they cannot take away from her. No matter what they've done to her physically, they cannot take that away from her, uh, what Christ has given her. And that's the same thing that Christ has given us that cannot be taken away from us. It's only that we are a new creation. You know, just like we was reading, uh, singing here about being redeemed, to be bought out, uh, that uh, we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. That we're no longer that old person. We're no longer the think in those old terms that those things that we used to find appealing, those things that we used to think were funny, are no longer appealing, are no longer funny to us, that we have a new spirit, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so that spirit that is incorruptible, uh, that we, we, we want to, to handle things in a new way, uh, to honor Christ in a whole new and brand new way. And... Uh, uh, one of the things I was talking about is not easily provoked to anger, you know, and of course, you know, that's one area that I, I really struggle in. I work hard at. In fact, uh, I guess it's one reason why the, the word meekness kind of stuck out my mind more than ever because yesterday I kind of lost my temper, which technically it was a little justified as uh, I was in a hurry trying to get home and the guy, they were working on the road. Well, he had the signs that says stop. So I stopped, you know, so I sit there waiting. He turns it to slow. Well, I started to move on. He goes, stop. And I was like, what? He's like, you stay back over there. And I said, I, I said, you had the slow side on. It, both sides say slow. And I was like, what? I said, no, it don't. I said, are you crazy? And he just stood there for a minute and he goes, well, you're this far out. Just go on. I was like, what in the world? I was the man I could see straight, <laughs> you know? Of course, it didn't help. My blood sugar was dropping. But um, uh, not that's an excuse. But I was not showing meekness. I was not showing temperance. I was not showing a Christ-like attitude. But I don't know, for whatever reason, that just ticked me off. And he was like, stop. Well, he said, stop. You stay over there. You're supposed to stay over there. When he put the slow sign on. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe he was new at the job. Maybe the slow sign, the stop sign was confusing. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a new thing for him. I don't know. So, you know, but here's the thing, though. I don't know about some of you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in here. Sometimes I can hear my parents' voices in my head, all right? Sometimes I don't know if it's so much my parents' voices or the Lord just talking to me, but it's like I can hear Dad, you know, when I do something stupid, like, you know, I lose my temper or get mad. I can almost hear Dad in my head saying, You need to cool it. You know, do you know if parents ever done it? My dad always had that when he snapped and pointed. You need to cool it. You need to just cool it right now. You need to just calm your little self down. And for you hurt your witness, hurt your testimony. And, you know, and so then I started feeling really bad. Started feeling really guilty then. And then I just, you know, it didn't help anything either. But I could hear that in my head. Well, of course, that was the loudest voice that was in my head at the time. But anyway, so, you know, so I tried to calm myself down. I was like, Lord, forgive me. Should have acted that way because that was not the right way to act. But uh, so, you know, uh, we have to be careful about that. And we have to be uh, uh, meek and humble and lowly in spirit. And, uh, you know, well, let's see where this, where, where, you know, we get this from the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 5. So if you want to look over here real quick in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. And uh, then we're going to look at uh, another verse here. Uh, Matthew 5 says, Blessed are the meek, 
for they shall inherit the earth. Okay? So actually, that echoes from Psalm 37, verse 11. And um, uh, so if you, if you, you know, I know I moved kind of fast to Matthew 5, 5, and you're probably just getting there as I was reading it. But, uh, if, but the reason why is because I want to focus on Psalm 37 just for a minute, if I may. So if you want to go ahead and turn to Psalm 37, verse 11, I guess I should have said that first before I started reading that. So y'all were killing yourselves trying to get over there. But uh, Matthew 7, I'm sorry, 37, verse 11 is where this is echoed from. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 11 says, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. So that's where Jesus is, is, is echoing this in the Beatitudes and explaining this. So, you know, if we really want to truly understand uh, what this, what we're, to, to bring us into full context here, um, if we look on up here at verses 5 through 8, all right, I think this would help bring us in a little more clarity. All right, so in verse 5 here in Psalm 37, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So first of all, we need to trust in God, you know, in order to be uh, meek. Now understand, now meek is not uh, another word for weakness. All right, let's make that very clear. And God created us with convictions and with passion. And remember, even Jesus got angry, but... It was righteous indignation. See, there's a difference between selfish, prideful anger and righteous indignation, that which Jesus Christ uh, displayed. So understand that not all anger is bad. Uh, so if it's uh, you know if it's it can be a godly type of anger. So understand. I think some people think of meekness as weakness, and I tell you, there's some people out there when you talk about gentleness. You know, uh, the the King James version uh, uses oftentimes the word meekness in place of gentleness. And there's some people out there when it comes to humility, gentleness, and meekness, uh, as we'll read here in Galatians uh, five here momentarily. Um, is nothing you know, worse. I I don't like fake people. All right, I just I, you can spot them a mile away. And I have come. I have met, and you all have met people like this that try to walk around as as humble and pious and and just as gentle as they can be. And they just walk around, just act like nothing ever bothers them, you know. And you know, they just look down on everybody. And say, oh, look at this person here. I'll pray for you, okay? And uh, you know, people like that. You just want to choke. All right, you know, you just you can see through it. They're full of it, and um, you know, it's one thing to show humility. It's one thing to show uh, that kind of that, that meekness. You know, Moses uh, was one of the meekest men on earth. In fact, uh, when Aaron and Miriam uh, was getting a hard time about um, uh, the uh, the woman he was married to, oh, her nationality it just went out of my head. But anyway, um, she they were giving her a hard time, giving a hard time about the Kushat woman. I was giving him a hard time about it. And uh, uh, he, they said he was very meek. In fact, uh, God actually uh, got on him big time, rebuked him big time for that, and, uh, uh, and actually defended Moses. So, uh, you know, but Moses, as you know, had to be very strong in order to do what he did to, uh, to free the, the Israelites. But anyway, so first of all, we, got to, uh, uh, we have to show that, that trust uh, in God, knowing that he is going to forgive us our sins. He's going to love us. He's going to take care of us. We trust in all things. We trust in his word. We know that everything he says is true, and we trust in that. You know, I think sometimes it's like yesterday, like when I mess up, and or yesterday, I wish it was just yesterday. <laughs> every day I mess up. Every day, all right? Every single day I mess up. And, um, 
I have to trust in God's promises to know that I am forgiven and that I am loved and God is, 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 is gentle and kind and good and just to forgive me of my sins and he lets it go. And, uh, and, and, and I have to trust in those and those promises. You have to trust in those promises. It's so easy to beat yourself up continually. It's so easy to sit there and say, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me. And if you truly forgive, you ask God for forgiveness and you really mean it, God does forgive you. And he doesn't bring it up anymore. So you're going, to me, the equivalent of forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me is the equivalent of how I used to torment my mother when I was a kid. I know it's hard to believe. But when I was little, I would, I would do it. I still remember it as clear as day. I would do it just to torment her. I would take her, her shirt sleeve and go, Mom, 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 Mom. She tried to ignore me as long as she could. I'd go, Mom, Mom. And I'd do it that much more. Finally, she's like, what do you want? To like, I love you. <laughs> take off running. You know? so, just, just to torment her. But see, you know, with God, we don't have to sit there and keep saying, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Because God's like, you know, hey, I forgive you. All right, let it go. It's done and over with. But see, again, like I was talking about the other night, it's that battle that continues. It's the devil. He continues wants to bring that up and let you know how bad you are, how imperfect you are. And so it's the devil who wants to keep reminding you of what, of what a sinner you are. But you are, as that song was, I am redeemed. You are forgiven. The old you has been nailed to the cross. And your sins, believe it or not, is no surprise to God. He knew what you wanted to do before you did it. All right? He is God Almighty. He didn't say, oh my gosh, I can't believe Sharon gossiped today. You know? He knew she was going to do that yesterday. He knew she was going to do it today. He knows he's going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I think I got an amen out of that. <laughs> Poor Sharon. She's going to kill me one of these days. All right. So, and what does this also say? We need to commit our ways to the Lord. We need to commit ourselves to God. All right. If we want to get on the right road to meekness, another word for gentleness, uh, we need to commit ourselves to God. And he shall bring forth our righteousness as a light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. All right. Be patient. Uh, that's one of the hardest things we can do is be patient. You know, we pray for things, but we want it to happen right then. We live in an instantaneous world. We have video on demand. We have microwaves. We have, you know, just everything. We want it right then, you know. And, uh, and, and so sometimes we pray about things. We want it in that moment, at that exact second, and we want a direct answer. And so it's not always easy to be patient because we want, we want God's direct line right then. And, uh, and sometimes God's like, you need to wait, you know. I know Brandy can tell you, I get very anxious when it comes, that's why I made so many financial blunders because I get excited about something, I really want something, I don't wait, I kind of half pray about it, I'm like, yeah, 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 this is it, this is it. And then when about, yeah, after I get in the middle of something, I'm like, oh, I should have done that. You know, and that's when Brandy's like, why didn't you call your dad? Why didn't you ask your dad? And then dad's like, why didn't you call me? And I'm like, oh, no, I messed up, you know. I know. <laughs> so, trust me, I got my wife telling me I messed up, my dad's telling me I messed up. I know I messed up. But it's got to be patient. Wait on the Lord, okay? Uh, as friend not yourself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. You know, there's a lot of, in, in the wickedness of this world. We need to also be patient with him. We need to speak that truth and love. You know, earlier, I mean, you don't have to turn there, but you know, I just went my microphone. Uh, earlier, you know, when I had you look at um, 
First Peter chapter three. You know, in First Peter chapter three, fifteen, it says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear." So, you know, even dealing with those of the world. We had to be patient. We had to speak that truth in love in all things. You know, just before I come down here, uh, someone posted a video. This happened on, uh, uh, I think, November 1st, it said. Uh, it could have been. No, it said October 22nd. The news feed came out November 1st. But anyway, it was in New York. This older gentleman was on the subway preaching. And they said you could barely hear him. Said that he, was, he said you, he really wasn't even audible. He was 76 years old. And he was just Telling people about the Bible, preaching from the Bible, telling people about God. And said this woman took a, a stiletto heel and hit him so hard that he had to get 30 stitches in the gash in his head. They said they never did catch the woman since so she's still at large or trying to find her. But uh, because he was preaching the gospel, that's the reaction that he got. And I'll be honest with you, I think as Christians, we were going to see more and more of that. You know, they're, we're going to see more of an aggressive behavior because those things, you know, these things here that we read, these truths in which we read are considered archaic. They, nobody wants to hear it. Uh, there is a decline of morality, obviously, in this country. In fact, uh, West Virginia has shown itself to be the Eastern California, apparently, but uh, uh, it's just, it's nauseating. And, uh, uh, and so we're going to see more of an aggression uh, towards Christianity, but that's when we have to hold. You know, when he, when I think about that, when I, the word hold, I don't know how many have seen uh, the movie Braveheart. But when the enemy was coming down in full force, all right, they were armed, they were ready. The men were anxious, and they were coming down hard. He was like, hold, hold. They were coming. I mean, them horses are beaten down. Hold, hold. And man, they had those those long spears that when they got down, because they said nobody had ever overcome a heavy cavalry before, them horse hooves are beaten down. I couldn't imagine the anxiety of those horse hooves beaten down. He's like, hold, and then all of a sudden, now, and then and he gets them good. Sometimes our anger, our temper, our, uh, our, our anxiety, sometimes we need to, to listen to that. Hold, hold, all right, just hold back. All right. You need to let the love of Christ shine through. You know what? In, in, most, in everything I'm telling you tonight, it's things I'm telling myself, usually on a daily basis. Hold back. Calm down. Just hold. Stand your ground. And that's what we're going to have to do as Christians is stand our ground, speaking the truth in love. No matter the hatred and that is spewed in our faces, maybe physically, on social media, whatever it may be, we may have to truly hold and just be calm. And it's hard to do because I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I like uh, this one that said, uh, somebody's talking about, it said, uh, how was it? Uh, so they lost their temper with somebody and they said, uh, so they just wanted to wring their neck or something. And they said, well, I thought you was a Christian. They said, well, I'm from the south side of the kingdom, you know. So, you know, <laughs> so a lot of us got some redneck tendencies. Now, I know I do. And that's something I have to really reel it in. It's hard for me. It is truly something I have to fight on a daily basis. And I'm just like, Lord, just help me to calm down. Let me just show the love of Christ within me. Because if I'm not showing the love of Christ, see, some people, whether it's in social media or in, 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 in physical presence, they want to push your buttons because they want to say, that's why I'm not a Christian. That's why I'm not going to church because they, they, act, they all act like that. They want to get you going. And that's why a lot of times we have to understand what they're trying to do and just 
old. Just calm, just calm down, all right? And just remember the weapons of our warfare are not flesh and blood, but you know they're mental and spiritual. We need to just hold, quote that scripture, hold your hold the line, and then use the proper weapons at the right time. So it says, and cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. So again, we are seeing here that we need to control our angers, control our wrath. Uh, in fact, um, uh, um, I think it's first we're going to look at it a little bit. In James 1, uh, 19, we'll look at it here in just a minute. Talking about being uh, as um, quick uh, to listen and slow to wrath. And my problem is I've been quick to wrath and slow to listen. Now, I've had that backwards for many, many years. And uh, it's hard to do. You know, I'm one of these people that I can lose my temper that quick, but I feel bad about that quick. You know, I, and Brandon can tell you, I can get mad and then I get over it pretty quick. And it, that don't always work when you're married, all right? Because I can get mad that quick, and even though I'm apologizing that quick, she's still, don't talk to me, don't look at me. Tara, she seems to hold on to it a little longer than I do sometimes. Not always. Sometimes I'm the one holding on to it longer. Then, then she's like, just look at me. Look at me. Kiss me. I'm sorry. Because I could be fair. You have to talk me down. She said you have to talk me down. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the Incredible Hulk. It's just to talk me down. Calm down, big boy. <laughs> Turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23 of Galatians chapter 5. I've come a long way, though. I think I'm a lot better than I used to be, ain't I? I try hard. I do. I really do. <laughs> that baby is so cute. Yeah, I told Brandy, Brandy said she never thought, no, everybody thought we'd never make it. I said, I think he's placing bets at the church. Yeah, he's driving away if he's going to make it or not. I really do. But uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Still hear some pages rattling. I need to see it. Galatians 5, 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. You know, when we start to um, lose our tempers, when we start to have attitude, you know, a lot of times uh, it's just, we just need to start quoting Scripture. You know, we need to think about the fruits of the Spirit. We need to concentrate and focus on those things so that we're not focusing on the wrong thing. And that's, again, you know, as I was talking about, this is spiritual warfare. And this is where the old devil, it's that mind battle. It's where the old devil wants to get you at. And that's why he wants to control your thoughts and attitudes. And that's why uh, if we're focused on the wrong thing, then we continue to mess up. But if we can stop and be like, Lord, you know, it's, and it's hard to do. Particularly when you're in the midst of the battle and you're already messing up. The hardest thing to do is be like, reel it in, you know. For the Spirit is love, joy, peace, all sorts of goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, against us, reason, all. You know, start trying to quote those verses. And it's very hard to do, but that's when you have to fight. That's why it is a battle. You have to fight. All right? If you're in order to be victorious, we have to fight. But, um, you know, it is, uh, um, you know, we just have to put on that whole armor of God. I mean, truly, and, and, and is, is be ready for that battle at hand. And, um, you know, when you think about meekness, I was, uh, 
when I was studying, uh, I hope I don't get to mess this up, but uh, when I was studying, I come across um, Henry uh, Wadsworth Longfellow, and it is, it's titled The Blacksmith. And it said that uh, the smith, mighty man is he, with sinewy hands, with large, uh, let's see, with muscles on brawny arms, like uh, as strong as iron uh, bands. And what it was talking about was even though he was mighty in physicality and strength, that uh, he was at church and he heard his, uh, was listening to his daughter sing in the church and he began to weep. And even though that he might have been mighty and strong, he still showed gentleness and meekness in, in that particular moment, time and place. And so uh, that's something we have to strive for, is even though we may, you know, despite what our physical uh, that we, we have, and even though we can get a little redneck sometimes, that, uh, that we can show that gentleness. We can show Jesus. We can show Christ in all areas of our life. When somebody's in your face chewing you out and cussing you, it's hard to do. You know, it's like when I was in the Air Force, when uh, uh, I've, told, I've told this before, uh, this guy's pulling guard duty. And I, honestly, if I'd have been pulling guard duty, I'd probably have done the same thing. I never thought nothing of it. He, uh, it was, he had, it was that after dinner, he put an apple in his pocket. So he thought he could eat that apple on guard duty. So he, he and guess what? You can't. So he, he ate that apple. Man, all of a sudden lights come on and they brought that guy in the front there. He, well, they woke us all up. I have never, I have never in my life seen anybody get chewed out like that. I mean, ever. And in fact, I'd rather him just hit me as to be talked to like that. But of course, you have to sit there and take it. Much you can do about it. Well, they, of course, they nicknamed him Applejack after that. But uh, so, but uh, but you know, even though that guy was in his face, yeah, he could have swerved back, tried to hit him. Well, guess what? He'd have, he'd have, he'd have got a face full of floor and hauled off. He knew he had to control himself. Well, that's what we've got to do. We have to control ourselves in the face of whatever's going on. Uh, even though our natural inclination is to react one way, is that the godly reaction? Is that the new man? Is that the new creature, creature, <laughs> new creature uh, responding in you? See, that's the thing. Remember, we've put off the old man. We are a new creature of Christ Jesus. Are we responding in the appropriate way, showing Jesus Christ? All right. Remember, we're a new creature, and you know, and, then, and when a new creature. Uh, you know, if you want to hold your breath, that's one thing. But if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, you can't you can't withhold those things from the Spirit. You can't withhold those things of God. It it, it is new life. It is you you would you, you there's no way you can resist uh, what what God has done in you. That change within you, you can't hold back. It's like oxygen. It it, it sustains and fulfills every aspect of your being. So with that said, look at James one nineteen. James chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. And it says, Wherefore my beloved... Oh, I guess I should let you turn there. I'm sorry. I get excited and get in a hurry. So James chapter 1, verse 19. Sorry, I get a little, little excited when I speak. James 1, 19. Has everybody got to it? Uh, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, 
For the wrath of man worketh not righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the ingrafted word which is able to save your souls. So, the ingrafted word, the implanted word that is implanted within us. All right, you know, we look up at verse 18, it's talking about uh, beget us with the word of truth, the, the, the truth of God. Has, has come within us, has, has renewed us, has given us a new creature in Christ Jesus, has absorbed every fiber of our being. And so, you know, just like oxygen we have to have that sustains uh, our being, we have to have the Word of God to sustain us and to rule us and to control us. We have to have that. And so we, when we become that new creature in Jesus Christ, man, that's when we, we, we see these things, that we can be slow to wrath, that we can be um, uh, swift to hear, you know, and that, uh, that we, we put away all this filthiness and that we can have received with meekness, that we can have these things that, that is of Jesus Christ. See, it is that, that change within us that only comes from God above. It's not a change we can do on our own. It's not a change that we can, we can force to happen. It only comes from God up above, and that's only because of His truth. Remember, God's Word is inspired. God breathed, all right? And so because of that truth, that inspiration, that fills us and sustains us, that same Spirit is, sustains us, is within us, that helps us to put away all those things that we deal with each and every day, those things that are of the old man, that old you, those old things that are now to the cross, those things are put away, and we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. So to me, I mean, that right there in of itself is a wonderful and glorious thing to know that, that we are implanted, all right, engrafted, that, you know, that we are chosen, we are the elect of God. That is just, to me, is just an awesome and incredible thing. That not only is God, it's not about, you know, he's just like, you know, it comes and goes it, it, or take or leave it kind of thing. It, it is there continuously flowing. You know, um, in a Bible that Dad gave me when um, I graduated, uh, and uh, in, in, in one of the, under the, uh, he had a lot of notes in there, and it said, just like uh, as electricity flows into a light bulb, uh, so as the Holy Spirit continually flows and fills us and sustains us. And, and that's it's true, you know, just like constant flow of electricity into these lights, you know, but these come off and on. But God and His Spirit does not go off and on. It's continuous. You know, it doesn't stop. It fills us. It sustains us. And so, again, that's where we have to go back and quit worrying and concentrating on the temporal and, and focusing on the eternal. And see, when we get our mindset in the right direction, all right, just like I was talking about Sunday night, that the same God of the Bible is the same God today. We understand where our power comes from, where it lies. We don't rely on our own strength, our own ability. It is from God Almighty that our strength comes from. We can focus on that. But see, again, it only comes from reading the Word. It only comes from spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer. See, that's why morality is taking a back seat. That's why this seems archaic, because man is getting too far away from God's Word. And the only way for us to have sustainability, for us to stay on the right course, is to stay in God's Word. That's why there's so many anemic Christians out there, because they're not getting what they need. And for us to understand, see, you know, it's very disappointing what we see in, in Virginia, how they voted. And because, of, you know, that's why it, it's important for us to know where we're supposed to be in the right place, in the right track in our lives, is reading God's Word. And so if you want to be a strong Christian, you've got to, you've got to eat. 
You've got to have the bread. You've got to be in this each and every day. And when you're in this each and every day, and when you're memorizing that scripture each and every day, it fulfills you, it sustains you, it excites you. Because you remember, man, I am a child of God. And even though I can't control, get, I can't control my anger on my own, I can't control wrath on my own, I can't be uh, uh, quick to listen on my own. You know, that's when you're quick to listen is when you understand that, hey, I don't know everything, all right? That I need to listen to what's going on. Even if it's a contrary view, I need to, to cool it a little bit and listen. Maybe it's something I can learn. Even though I may not agree, maybe if I can be calm a little bit and then talk rational, maybe I can make this other person understand something. See, we're living in a world now full of snowflakes that if you say something contrary, oh my gosh, everyone's weeping and crying and safe places and puppies and Play-Doh. And it's just, you know, it's insane, you know? But it's just that if we can stay in God's Word, understand where that power comes from, then we can overcome that wrath, jealousy, hate, filthiness, all that stuff, uh, and, and lust. All these things can be overcome, but you cannot do it on your own. All right? You can only do it through the power of Christ. So when you read about meekness, gentleness, all right? Those are the things from God. Those are the, those are the things that are reflective of a life change. Just those reading in Galatians 5. Those are reflective of a life change. A new creature in Christ Jesus. That we had that implanted word. All right? That truth of God. So when you mess up, and we are going to every day, because as long as we're on this side of heaven, we are fallen, imperfect creatures, and we're going to mess up. So don't let it get you down. God understands that. That is even an excuse to continue to stay in sin. That makes you to spur you on to work even harder to say, you know what, I don't want to be like this. I want to be closer to God. It's called growing to spiritual maturity. All right? So even though we mess up, you're like, you know what? I'm sorry, Lord. I'm, I, I messed up again, but help me to do better. Help me to make this a learning experience to not do that again and to do better. And to, do, to be more glorifying to you. And work on that. And then maybe one day we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. If you'll stand, we'll close in prayer. I uh, hope that uh, this ministered to you uh, this evening. Let's uh, bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, help us to always demonstrate meekness, kindness, tenderness, uh, Lord, help us to always demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. And Lord, uh, let us serve you well in all things. And Lord, if there's anyone watching or here tonight that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose in the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God. Watch over protect us from me again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a good night.